This is Kelby Klosterman, and you're listening to UND Football 360. The Fighting Hawks are rested and healthy after an off week. This week, they head down I-29 for a huge matchup in Brookings. It's an opportunity to knock off the number one rated Jackrabbits, and this is UND Football 360. This is UND Football 360. Shannon Schweigert along with former Fighting Sioux All-American Kelly Howe and 2001 National Champ Matt Nelson. And Matty Nelson, we went to your old teammate, Kelby Klosterman, South Dakota native, because we are heading in to the Great Faces State to take on the number one ranked South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. Yeah, good to hear Kelby's voice. Uh, obviously a good player, great player for us, and, uh, you know, pretty instrumental in that 01 championship. So uh, good player, and, yeah, he's from South Dakota. We haven't had a lot of guys from South Dakota come up to UND, so uh, it'll be be a lot of fun to go down there and knock off the Jackrabbits this weekend, huh, boys? Kelly, how does it get any bigger than this? You're playing the number one team in the country, sellout crowd, um, Always an incredible atmosphere down in Brookings. Uh, great fans, great stadium. Doesn't get much bigger than this, and what an opportunity for the Hawks. Yeah, number one. You get number one on the road and coming off a bye week. So healed up. Um, South Dakota State's coming off a bye week too, I believe. But, um, yeah, it's here's your opportunity you want. I mean, change the trajectory of the program. We've talked about it. We know they can beat – Oh, three through 11, or how many or teams are in the Missouri, or Missouri Valley now, but we know they can beat them. It's can they beat one and two, you know, and they haven't haven't been able to beat one and two, whoever those happen to be. Now it's typically South Dakota State and NDSU. So here's a chance on the road. No, I mean, I, you know, I was thinking on the way over here, if they beat them, if they, if they lose, is anybody going to be mad? Well, no, we're not going to be disappointed because it's the number one team in the country on the road. If they lose by 40. Well, okay, that yeah, can be a discussion. A little, yeah, right. <laughs> that's going to be a little disappointing. But, but they can't, you know, yeah. hey, here's your opportunity to change the mm-hmm. thought process in the locker room too, right, Matt? Right. Yeah. And, you know, when you have these big games early in the season and you come out on top, that certainly changes the trajectory of your of your season where it gives you confidence, it gives you some momentum, and then all of a sudden teams aren't looking past you anymore. It, it helps – I mean, a whole nine yards. It helps in recruiting, everything. Well, we're going to get you ready for that 2 p.m. kickoff down in Brookings. we got a jam-packed show. Um, no rewind of the Fighting Hawks. So we're going to rewind uh, a, a great week last weekend in FCS football. A lot of top teams went down, particularly out in the big sky. We're going to rewind that coming up shortly. Uh, a little bit later, we're going to talk to Braden Shaw. He writes for the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, and we're going to talk about the MSU Bobcats, who rolled 40 to nothing against Weber State in a top 10 matchup. And before we do that, uh, we are going to thank our sponsors, and we're going to welcome a new sponsor, Interstate Industrial. And Interstate Industrial is Marty Shade, brother of Marty Shade that you all remember from Fighting Sioux football days. Interstate Industrial uh, joins the family of UND Football 360. They are Bakken Oil Field Services. They sandblast oil rigs, painting, and we welcome Marty, who's a big Fighting Hawk fan. It's also brought to you by Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino, Development Homes Incorporated, Thunder Lake Lodge of Reamer, Minnesota, and the Kelly Howe Agency, Nodak Mutual Insurance. And that's where we're going to start. We are going to roll right with the Kelly Howe Agency, Nodak Mutual Insurance, Rewind. And Kelly, if there's one thing we know about insurance, crazy things happen in your life. (laughs) You need to insure yourself. Call Kelly Howe when you do that. And we had crazy results in FCS football last weekend. I'm looking at those notes we made that you made for the blocks. Northern Arizona. Over Montana. I tuned in. I don't know if you guys catch any of that I one. caught all of it. Yeah, I caught most nothing, of it. There's yeah. nothing I enjoy more than a Grizz loss. Yeah. So I, I caught all of it, and I, I probably have played it, parts of it back three times. <laughs> what? What? Okay. Let's let's rewind a little bit here. We've seen Northern Arizona. We They were in the Alara Center. Right. We, okay. All right. You know, we saw what they have to offer. They Now, I'm assuming they benched Kai Milner, right? 
He's not playing. He's not. They got playing. Adamante or something. Yeah, backup quarterback. Got a young guy. You know. Yeah. Well, he's come in and you know he's made plays, but we saw what they had to offer. Okay. Decent athletes, not didn't quite have it together. You know, we beat them up pretty good. It was thirty-seven to nine in the fourth quarter. Okay. The Grizz were never in control of that game. They were never like, "Hey, we're gonna," you know, "we're in control," and it fell apart, or we lost late. No, <laughs> no my, Northern Arizona controlled that game from beginning. They gave up fifty the week before at home to Utah Tech. Who is the former Dixie State, Dixie I believe, State, right? Dixie State, yep. Transitioning to D1. Right. Am I correct on that? That's correct. I think so, yeah. Yep. What? Like, I, I, I'm almost I, speechless right now. They gave up 50 well, if there's the week ever, before. <laughs> if there's ever a canary in the coal mine for uh, <laughs> out in Montana and Missoula, it'd be losing to NAU by oh. that much. So, it, I, there might they, be. They were never in the game. <clears throat> oh. They were never a threat. In that game, at least I didn't feel like Kelly said they weren't. They just weren't in control. They well, were never a threat. Um, the meltdown on Egris is fun to see too. You I know, need to go check that out. Yeah, yeah. it's a meltdown. They're, but they're just what their offense was just disjointed, and lethargic. Like the quarterback, he—I mean, he was trying, but I don't think he's very good. And I don't. I was just watching it. Like, is this for real? I kept waiting. For the real Montana to kick in. It was one of those things. I was kind of like, okay, in this next drive, they'll look a bit better. Nope. They couldn't protect the quarterback. Northern Arizona did not have a good pass rush, from what I remember. They had big big guys. Yeah, but they weren't effective with them. Yeah, they right. weren't. Like, they they weren't able to push right. our guys around, get past them. They weren't quick on the edges. So Yeah, just the odd 28-14 it ends. And the grill, I mean, just total melt. Bobby Hulk doing his thing, and I've seen those clips from the press conference getting snipped. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I, those questions were pretty pointed, you know. But he was not enjoying them. And, but, oof. you know, what do you expect, though, too? Right. I mean, you, well, <laughs> you, you lose know, by two scores against a team of, you should be up. Right. Yeah, and it's part, of, it's part of the job, and it's part of the role. Uh, how about the Vandals hmm. knocking off Sac State 36-27? That was a home game yep. um, for the Vandals in the, in the hangar. And uh, Vandals look good. I watched a lot of that too. Did that come? Yep. Did they? Was Sac State coming back into it, or did Idaho? Yeah. Oh, tied it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tied did, it up late. Yep. Okay, that's what and I then, thought. Oh, here. Hey, hey, did you guys see my tweet? No, this is the best part of the game. So uh, Idaho, Idaho tie ball game. Idaho drives down five, six, six seconds left. Whatever. They kick the field goal. Clock operator leaves one second on. So they're up 30-27. Game's over. One second on the clock. We got to kick off. They kick off. Okay? So naturally, um, Sac State is, you know, has to do something dramatic. Throw a reverse. Just start throwing the ball around. Right? Right. Keep it alive. Turns into a rugby game. Yeah. They throw it back across the field. Guy misses it. Idaho guy scoops and scores. 36-27. They win. But Horn goes off. Game over. Spread was three or three and a half, whatever he got for Idaho. <laughs> so you were either tied, like I was going to get my money back, okay, or you had three and a half because it moved to three and a half early in the mor- during the day. So a uh-huh. lot of people got three and a half. So they were losing. <laughs> Scoop, <laughs> score, they all win. Everybody Idaho wins. And it was crazy, but that was a – SVP's bad beats. I mean, that should. <laughs> that I didn't was, watch that night, but it should have been yeah, number one. It should have been one. If you had Sac State, <laughs> yeah, and and here oh. come the Red Eagles. Eastern Ooh, yeah. takes down UC Davis, twenty-seven twenty-four, mm. and the Eagles are actually making a little noise. Yeah, that yeah, looked better. Well, should I mean, all right, Matt? I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they mean, were. They've just, always been a good program, good coaching. So I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they're yeah. coming on strong. And we're kind of burying the lead. Um, in the big sky, but we're going to take a, a look at that game later when Braden Shaw joins us. He's the beat writer for the MSU Bobcats. But the Cats go to Ogden and skunk Weber, 40-zip. Right. Who well, expected that? That's shocking almost. Not me. I, I, watched, <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. I watched a lot of football you know. on Saturday apparently because I watched that one too. So I saw, and it was Weber's offense – is what it is. They couldn't throw. They can't. They can't throw a forward mm-hmm. pass. And but UND's problem last year, we couldn't stop the run. So that we let them do the one thing they can do. Well, 
Montana State didn't let them do that. And then, but then Montana State was dropping the plow on them. And that Chambers kid, the backup, he's the same size as Malat. Must be 6'5", 220, 230. Yeah. They were running him, you know, running him, handing, you know, doing doing all the things. He can run the offense just like Malat yeah, can. Yeah, he's fast. There was, I didn't see a big difference in their offense. He's quick. He's yeah. not He's not the power runner. You know, Malat takes a beating because he's, let's face it, Malat is a, is a running back playing quarterback. Yep. You know, that's what Tommy Malat is. But uh, Chambers, a little bit quicker, uh, more of a threat, obviously, uh, to throw uh, more RPO uh, type. But anyway, uh, huge week in the big sky. You know, we're talking big sky, folks. Not a lot of action in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Uh, top teams were on a bye week. But that all changes this week as we shift gears and take a look at the uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference. Of course, our matchup with South Dakota State doesn't get much bigger than that for the Hawks. We got Northern Iowa, Youngstown State, and the Coyotes come in to North Dakota State this week where, you know, it's a long shot, but they have a history of playing North Dakota State tight. They do. 100%. And they're old NCC rivals. I mean, the programs know each other, so you always get up for those those local games, you know. I want to call it a local game where uh, University of South Dakota, they, they're dangerous all the time. You know, they're, they've never had the success that some of the other programs have had, but uh, boy, you still got to play them tough, and you can't look past them at all. No, so. Yeah, their offense not. struggled a little bit this year. I've been surprised. I expected more out of even Lamar. They struggled for half the game against them. They struggled against St. Thomas at home. But the pieces are there. You know, Tice is back. Bauman's back. Uh, three of the good linemen, I believe, are back. I did a little research on them there. They're formidable, yes. And, and, and against UND, they're always formidable. I don't care if they – if they're one and ten, one and ten, right? They, that game against UND will be down to the last possession. It's I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing down when these two million. get together. Yep. It's no matter. Look at last year, right? Down to the, what was it? A, we end up winning by two scores, bare late, and they were done. They had nothing to play for. You know, they had three wins. I think and it was the second to last game of the year or something. And sure enough, <laughs> we're in a battle with them. You know, I don't know. And the kids, it's like the kids change. But the program's doing. It's like it's it's something's funny, instilled, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's well, and it's a know, thing. It's yeah, a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's a matchup: uh, the Northern Iowa Youngstown State. <clears throat> One team is going to regroup and have the opportunity for a run. The loser is scrambling because right now the Panthers are Ooh. a desperate team. If. If Northern Iowa, I'm just going to pull up some stuff here. If Northern Iowa loses that game, ooh, boy. They're, they're in trouble. Is that three losses? Then? That would be three, three losses. already. And they have. You only get to four. They have North Dakota State, South Dakota State, North Dakota left on the schedule. Right. They always play good in Brookings. I remember that. So they would battle in Brookings anyway, but you can't count on that, obviously. Mm -hmm. So that would be the fourth loss, and they'd have to upset NDSU and beat us at home. Right. Oh boy, yeah, the Youngstown. Now this, the the hype in Youngstown is starting to get back. They believe they're starting to believe that they're back, and we saw that last year. That was, yep. good, that was a good team. Good UND team. Yeah, beat the, them by five. If I remember but, right, they had that really good O line. Do they have those guys back? Yeah, the they Youngstown? were good. That was a good O line. Yeah, yeah. We, um, I think we, actually, we called them. A, we called them one of the better O lines. Better O lines. Yeah. We yeah. actually played them yeah. after. You know, we certainly said they were better than Nebraska. Um, oh, we, yeah. yes. We yep. didn't say they were better than North Dakota State or South Dakota State, but we said, you know, yep. at the time we had One faced, of the best in the Missouri. Yeah, we sure. had faced Nebraska, then we faced Youngstown. We came back and said they were better than Nebraska. Yeah, quarterback. Quarterback is back, Davidson. Remember, he just got his first start against us, I believe it was. Yeah. They they went away from Crenshaw, I think the running guy. Went to Davidson. He's back. Um, lost uh, McLaughlin the all-world running back at 9,000 yards in his career or whatever. He's finally gone. I think he's with the Broncos or something. I think he's on the Broncos roster, I think. But, yeah, they're uh, this is the year. Youngstown oh, thinks it, they're for Is real. anybody on the Broncos roster? Oh, jeez. You, oh, boy. The, yeah. Last weekend. <laughs> hey, guys. A little the, rough day for the three, Denver area. The, the, three, the three of us could be on the practice squad for the Broncos. Jeez. They're struggling, right? Yeah, anyway, was... we digress, but you give up 70 points in the NFL. Woof. Yeah, they're but pretty hard to do. Northern Iowa needs – they pretty much got to win that one or they're in trouble. And, yeah. I, you know, I was high on them, and I've been wrong so far. I was lukewarm 
on Idaho, and I've been wrong so far. So my preseason predictions are not going quite as well, but there's a lot of a lot of season left. But yeah, you look around. I'm looking at the schedule here. Um, Missouri State at Southern Illinois. That's a big one. That's a really big one. Missouri State put up 50 some right last week. Yeah, so they can score. Southern Illinois pulled out the win. What was that? Was that two weeks ago? Over Semo last second. Late. Touchdown yep. across the middle, fourth down. Yeah, I watched they, that one, Then they one have too. the FBS win over Northern. So yeah. they're, they're top ten ranked right now. We knew Southern was going to be uh, a top Missouri Valley football conference team coming in to the year. So, yeah, it is a big week um, yep. as we get to the first full week of Missouri yep. Valley football. Do not sleep on Indiana State at Murray State. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Hey, that's the 6 o'clock game if you're really bored at really 6. Bored. <laughs> Oh might be God. interesting to I'll watch. Be, I mean, you never know. I'll God. be on the road. I'm not. I'm not. I don't gonna, know what it'll. I'm not going to pull over at Summit and stream <laughs> that. I'm going to keep coming back to uh, following the the Hawks game. Right. Well, you know, again, folks, we uh, we hope you caught our um, our bye week uh, podcast because we did rewind the Boise State game. You can uh, find it on our uh, website www.undfootball.com. Uh, you can find it streaming anywhere if you want to know uh, our thoughts on uh, Boise State. But that is our week rewind, the Kelly Howe Agency, NODAC Mutual Insurance Rewind. And Kelly's going to tell us a little bit more. He's going to tell us our locks later in our second uh, segment when we get to the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. Um, but let's turn our attention to our Development Homes 360 guest. This week's Development Homes 360 guest is Braden Shaw. He covers the MSU Bobcats for the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Braden, welcome to UND Football 360. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be. Hey, Braden. This is uh, Kelly Howe here. Um, plenty, plenty of things to talk about when it comes to Montana State this year. They have a loaded team on both sides of the ball, and UND plays South Dakota State, who Montana State is quite familiar with playing them a couple times in nine months, I think. Um, before we get into that, though, what's the feeling? I kind of want – I always like to know the feeling around town when a team's, you know, on the way up and things are going well. How is it – how are things around Bozeman right now with the uh, with the way the Bobcats have looked so far? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think the feeling is uh, championship aspirations, right? And, you know, I think ever since even going back to former head coach Jeff Cho, you know, reaching the semifinals in 2019 and then – bringing in Brent Vegan um, from Wyoming, you know, and getting right back there, you know, getting to the title game his first year, getting to the semifinals last year. I mean, they're right on the doorstep, right? And, you know, so I, I think ch- getting back to that title game, getting back to Frisco and getting over the hump just over those South Dakota State and North Dakota State teams is really kind of where they see themselves. And, you know, if you look at the play on the field, I don't really think that those are um, far off expectations based on how they've looked the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I was going to bring up the South Dakota State game earlier this year. Excellent game, kind of ended the ended the night for us. I know we UND's game ended, headed down to the Playmakers in the bar, and they had it on every every TV in the bar had South Dakota State and Montana State on because they knew <laughs> knew we were interested in it, and it came right down to the wire. Um, did that? Did the way Montana State hold the way they held up? I guess, on both lines in that game, because that's kind of been the issue in the past. And right. NDSU, South Dakota State, those teams like that would beat them up a little bit. And is the way they held up and battled and actually probably should have won the game, is that kind of changing the mentality out there to like, uh-oh, you know, maybe now, maybe this is our year we've arrived and we are the best team in the country? Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And, you know, the last, um, you know, the last two years at the uh, Big Sky Football kickoff, which is, you know, kind of the event in Spokane that, you know, kind of is the unofficial start of football season. I've talked with Brent Vegan um, the last two seasons, and, uh, you know, he's talked about getting bigger, faster, stronger on both of those lines, the offensive and defensive line. And this year was an interesting thing where they brought back, you know, their entire offensive and defensive lines, which is kind of unbelievable in this age of college football to do that. And so, yeah, just bringing back that experience and then, you know, like you said, just really showing up in Brookings like that. And, you know, obviously I think the field conditions helped, right? You know, it wasn't an ice rink like it was in December um, the last time those two teams played. And, you know, I was talking with my colleague, Victor Flores from 406 MT Sports about that. And, um, you know, he he said it was a really encouraging sign. And I agree with him, you know, the way they held up, especially in that first half, the shutout South Dakota State like that. And, 
you know, obviously the second half was a different story, but yeah, absolutely an encouraging sign the way they uh, they showed up with the line play um, uh, last time in Brookings. It seems like they can put that narrative, you know, to bed that they can't can't hang can't hang in the trenches. I guess you could say mm-hmm. with the with the big boys, which is kind of scary because the way they run the ball with Tommy Malott and, and another guy I was going to point. I wanted to ask your opinion on Julius Davis, running back. UND offered him, had him in on a visit, wanted him pretty bad, and you know transfer. Mm-hmm ended up choosing, you know, the Bobcats. So uh, what are the early returns on Julius? Yeah, no, I remember um, him mentioning North Dakota when we talked to him um, earlier during fall camp. But, no, he's looked um, – I mean, I don't really know any other way to put it. I think he's looked awesome so far in, in these first few games. And, you know, I, I think he's, he really right. came in with, uh, you know, I think the right mindset, right? You know, I think just talking with him early in this season, you know, he had the – the, the right idea that, you know, this would be a by-committee approach, right, you know, because they have several talented backs there. You know, they have true freshman Scott Trey Humphrey. They brought in, um, you know, Jared White, who got hurt early in the season last year, but actually the Frisco native as well, um, and he, he's looked really good as well. Um, and so, yeah, but I think Julius has kind of uh, stepped into that lead role, if you will, um, in that by-committee approach. He's always topped the depth chart every week. He had a season high, I think, 130-something yards this last week against Weber, um, he's a tough runner. I think it's hilarious that he tries to hurdle a defender nearly every game and finally did it against Stetson successfully. Um, but no, he's, I think he's looked really strong, can catch the ball out of the backfield. And yeah, no, uh, I think last year they struggled a lot with running back depth and the fact that it seemed like everybody got hurt except the, even the quarterbacks at times. Um, but so far, you know, through these first few games, he's, uh, he's looked really strong. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He was pretty high on them, and I think they were disappointed when they didn't get him. So that's good. That's good to hear he's having success out there. Let's fast forward to this week's game. Uh, the reason we had you on, South Dakota State um, had everybody back pretty much on that team. They lost a couple of guys, but the offense was loaded. And we talked about the game you guys played with them early. What What are your thoughts after watching South Dakota State and uh, when the way they battled the Cats that night? Um, what are your what are your thoughts? Is that another championship caliber team, or did you see any chinks in the armor, so to speak, possibly? Yeah, you know, I, I think first of all, um, you know, those two teams are incredibly evenly matched. I, I think that's pretty clear, even looking at the fact that they played um, they played three times in eighteen games, I believe was what it was. So it's kind of a budding rivalry now, but um, but no, I mean, I think that uh, you know, just talking with uh, you know whether it's head coach Jimmy Rogers or you know quarterback Mark Gronowski after the game you know it seemed like defensively MSU was creating a lot of problems in, the, in that first half with you know uh the way they were showing cover three looks and and, and I and I think that um you know SDSU made some great adjustments after the half and you know I also want to say that obviously the uh the the touchdown uh no touchdown I guess overturn call at the end is uh you know going to get a lot of the buzz obviously but, you know, I, obviously I, I don't like to say that games come down to one call. And, you know, I, I think that if you look at it, MSU only scoring one touchdown um, with that offense, it quite frankly, shouldn't really happen with, with how much talent they have. And so MSU certainly should have won that game. Um, you know, I think uh, getting down, you know, onto your one or two yard line after a block punt and have to, having to settle for a field goal is, uh, you know, kind of unacceptable, I would think, for them. Um, so yeah, MSU definitely, I would, I would argue should have won that game. Um, and, but at the same time, you know, you got to give credit to SDSU, right? You know, they came out in the second half, obviously they don't, they don't have a guy like Tucker Kraft anymore, but they still have the Yankee twins, still have Isaiah Davis, you know, they still have Gronowski, right? I mean, that offense still looks really strong and, you know, I'd say defensively for SDSU, they still have, you know, that strong linebacker core, um, led by Adam Bach, who you know, didn't play against MSU, but still is, you know, obviously a standout player and, um, yeah, no, they're a tough team, and I would say they deserve to be number one until proven otherwise. Yeah, that's probably a great take on that one. Um, Bobcats, before we let you go here, they got Portland State this week. Over under 400 rushing yards, or I mean, anything less than 400, are they going to be calling for Vegan's head out there this weekend? <laughs> you know, I, it'd be funny. Um, no, I don't think they'll be calling for Vegan's head. Um, you know, I <laughs> I do expect them to run the ball quite a bit, you know, even without Tommy Mallott, who actually got hurt in that SU game, and they're, they're still missing him. But, you know, Sean Chambers has proven he's still capable, um, both running and throwing the ball um, by himself. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I, I can't imagine. I don't know about 400 maybe, but uh, I, I they, they will definitely be running the ball a lot, and I expect them to win um, pretty comfortably, I would say. <laughs> Probably don't get enough snaps, <clears throat> get 400 yards in uh, clock timing. Um, Braden, this has been fantastic. Just one comment. Look out for that vaunted offense in state. They've put up 91 points uh, in a game <laughs> earlier this year. But I should point out, now, obviously, I'm I'm saying that in jest, but Portland did put up 59 points on Cal Poly last week. Um, nothing could derail uh, the Cats' aspirations like, a you know, a, a home upset loss to Portland State. You know, the Vikings always come in. They're going to throw the ball around. They're going to a lot of things. I, I wouldn't expect the Cats are concerned, um, but you just never know in the big sky. Absolutely. No, I, I mean, to give credit to, you know, Bruce Barnum and, and his guys, and I mean, they, they got some dudes on that team. I mean, like you said, 150 points in the last two games is no joke, and that's tough to do at any level of football. So, yeah, no, should be should be a fun game. Thank you, Braden, for joining us. Uh, good luck to the Cats along the way. Hopefully, we will sue down the road in the playoffs. Um, and uh, obviously, we have a big one this. The Cats come in ranked number three. We've got the number one Jackrabbits. We'll try to help you out um, with the rankings as much as we can. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. And that was your Development Homes 360 guest. Um, great to have Braden on giving us uh, a look inside MSU Bobcats. Cats are on a roll right now. We are going to step away, and when we come back, we're going to have our Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. The Hail Mary quiz, Kelly and Matt's picks. We got it all. 2 p.m. kickoff down in Brookings. Folks, get your green on. As if the wind and dust weren't enough to deal with, hordes of jackrabbits, driven by hunger, now invaded what pastures, crops, and gardens were left. And the rabbits just exploded, and uh, they would eat anything green they found, and they would eat your garden up. This is Brady Leach, and you are listening to UND Football 360. Welcome back. Segment two, UND Football 360. Hey guys, Brady Leach, what a great segment last week. He brought us back the science of kicking. Yeah, it was a great insight of what happens in the in the game of the kicking world too. I mean, I, I have no idea. I have no idea, really. It's, all you do is, you know the kicker shows up when you need him and at the end of the practice he kicks a few balls for you and you taunt him and make fun of him and then you're done. So great segment uh, last week. But yeah, it was a lot of fun to talk yeah, to him. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Make your kicks. Make your kicks. That's always right? always make your kicks. So we don't mention yet. Uh, this is the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview and fellas it doesn't get any bigger than when you're battling number 1 uh, the Hawks fly in actually they're going to drive down I-29 for a 2 p.m. kickoff in Brookings. It is the 89th meeting of North Dakota and South Dakota State. The Fighting Sioux Fighting Hawks hold a 47-36 and 5 edge over them uh, last year, 49-35 in the Alaris Center in a game that started with some Hawk dominance. Yeah, they got up, what was it, 14 nothing, I believe, and then we had the gaff on the the uh, bu- bubble screen, tunnel yep. screen, swing, whatever the, you want to call it. The pick six that they yeah, had. Yeah, we didn't pick block six. the right Missed guy. The and all of a sudden it's 14-7. We were actually moving when that happened again. So to say it would have been 21 nothing is not unbelievable because UND started down the field yeah. again. Yeah, I would. And, and they, but then we, half, I think we were up 21-14 that's at correct. half. And yeah. yep. um, <clears throat> good, you know, looked good. And second half. Wheels just came off. I remember, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't couldn't, couldn't stop the run. Yep, they made adjustments and big they said, "Okay, return. we have to play now." And yep, yeah, big punt return set them up inside the fifteen. Then they just plowed into the right. end zone again and de- demoralized. You know, it, it started to started to fall apart. It ended up forty nine thirty five, and it shouldn't have been again. It got away. Got away. You know. So well, let's start the segment with our Hail Mary quiz, and being that you two participated in several UND South Dakota State matchups, you're going to nail it this week. The Hail Mary quiz, the questions are ridiculous. The prizes are even more ridiculous. This week's prize, (laughs) a burger lunch 
at the Main Street Bar in Selby, South Dakota, the home of John Stigelmeyer. So if you can nail this, <laughs> I will drive you to Selby, South Dakota, 40 miles south of Zealand. Um, made many trips there as a kid when I was the bat boy for the amateur baseball team. Selby had some great, great amateur baseball teams. Stig, I believe, was their left fielder. Stig was a good baseball player. He's about my brother Lowell's age. And they had lights. They played late. They were all farmers, so the game started late. Um, beautiful little ballpark. I remember a lot of nights in Selby, South Dakota, and that's where you guys are going if you can name this. So here is, or if you can answer this, here is this week's Hail Mary quiz. South Dakota State University Jackrabbits have one Missouri Valley Football Conference championship. That was last year, 2022. Surprise you a little bit? I mean, they've been a yeah. perennial playoff team, but only one conference championship. They had one Great West Conference championship in 2007. They were one of the original members of the North Central Conference, along with Northern Iowa, North Dakota State, North Dakota, South Dakota. They participated um, many, many, many years in the North Central Conference. If either of you can get within three and guess the number of North Central Conference titles they had, you're going to Selby, South Dakota. Matt, you get to go first, because guess what? When you pick the scores, you don't get to go first because you lost again. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yay me. Matt, Matt, you get to go first. How many conference titles did conference. the Rabbits have in the NCC? NCC. And whoever gets closest. Uh, I'm going to say nine. Okay. Kelly, how many do you think the Rabbits had in the NCC? Well, from what I remember, they didn't win a damn thing for a hell of a long time. So I'm going to say zero because okay. I don't think they won it. In my lifetime, I don't think they won one ever. They were never any good. You are correct. In yeah, your I lifetime, in fact, they never won one in my lifetime. Uh, right. And uh, that goes back to, you know, Roman numerals. never been good. They were so, always fourth every year. Every fourth year. Fourth or fifth every and, year. You know, they and, could never get over the And here's what hump. I remember. Yeah. They were always the spoiler. They always knocked somebody off late, kept them out of the playoffs. So here is how many NCC titles. The NCC was active from 1922 to 2007. And during that time, the NCC football conference declared 110 champs because there were co-champs and tri-champs. But they they declared 101 champions. Um, The Rabbits were champs 14 times. Their most recent was 1963. Really? They hadn't won a title in the NCC (laughs) since 1963. Now, get this. Of the 110 conference championships that were awarded and declared, and remember there were co-champs some years, North Dakota State and the University of North Dakota accounted for 50 of the 110. That's pretty impressive. impressive. Uh, North Dakota State, 26. North Dakota, 24. I didn't know we were counting championships before we landed on the moon. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was always after the moon. That was, was, that, that was what I was operating sure. the moon. Can you imagine how lonely? There are no banners. There are no banners at, at uh, Coughlin Alumni, Dykehouse, Stigelmeyer uh, Stadium. Um, but uh, they are. Well, they got the one big number, one now. They got yeah, one they big got, one. They got the right one now. They got no, the right no. one, and they are the number one ranked team in the FCS. And before we get into our 360 game preview let's talk about thunder lake lodge that's our friend craig riondo you know guys the leaves are turning it feels like fall the birds are flying and i think it's time to get to thunder lake lodge yeah the, you look at the fall color leaf indicator heat map whatever and it is getting to be peak season right now up do, in that do, country do you think craig worries about the leaf colors do you think he's a, i don't think do you think he's an aesthetic guy he's kind of a you know piss and vinegar Blood and guts. I think he's more about shooting birds. <laughs> yeah, shooting birds and catching walleyes. Well, but, walleyes you know, if are... if somebody wants to come and stay at his lodge that's up there for And they want to look at, at the leaves? leaves he'll welcome He them will anyway. treat you the same regardless. Well, you go to ThunderLakeLodge.com, uh, get your reservations. And it is not too early, folks, when things freeze over. Um, one thing I always say about Thunder Lake Lodge, privacy. If you want to be on a lake in the wintertime, and really be there with your thoughts, ripping walleyes. 
it's Thunder Lake Lodge. It's not too early to get your winter scheduled or to get next summer's fishing trip scheduled. Beautiful place, guys. It's uh, We say it over and over again, and it doesn't get any better. I, I think more and more people are picking up on this because I hear it when I talk to Craig and stuff. You say, hey, so-and-so is down here, and so-and-so is down here the week before and stuff. Well, it's all people in the UND realm, I guess, and, you know, people that would listen. So I think it's resonating a little bit. People are starting to figure out what they got down there in Reamer. This is the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. Brookings, South Dakota, Jackrabbits, Hawks, 2 p.m. kickoff to a sold-out crowd. Kelly, you played in some South Dakota State games, always electric, the band, the people, great fans down there. By the way, you just can't say enough about the fan base at South Dakota State, whether it's football, basketball, women's basketball. Um, They are uh, rabid, but they're very nice people. I'm looking forward to a great afternoon in Brookings. This weekend is the Ag Bowl. It's their Hall of Fame Ag Bowl. Now, did you guys know? Who were the 19? They're going to raffle beef. I know <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. The 1998 Beef Bowl MVP is? Got to be Kelly Howe. Yeah. <laughs> it gave him my career. You, really? Beef Bowl MVP. They had to give it to the opposing team. Could you yeah, imagine? Because we, we won. I'm like, I, they told me after the press conference I was a Beef Bowl MVP. Beef Bowl I go, MVP. I didn't know it was the Beef Bowl number one. Could, and number number two, I was like, you gave it to somebody else, like the opposing team. You know, like, Kelly, could you imagine funny. if yeah. you would have known your North Central Conference history well <laughs> enough to get that burger in Selby? You would have been a celebrity <laughs> in Selby. Yeah, that was uh, – You blew it. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we played some good ones with South Lost Dakota opportunity. State. Yep. Yeah, it was, they're always they – like I said, they're always good. You know, they're always – and they the next year was – I think I talked about this last year. That year we beat them, and we should have. Um, we had Jimmy and stuff, so we should have beat them. But um, the next year we went in there to that Santa – well, it was a Coughlin then. Um, we were number four in the country undefeated. I think we had already beaten NDSU, and, you know, we were feeling pretty good about ourselves, and they kicked the hell out of us up Ronic. front. I yeah, Ronick had yeah. 200 and change. We couldn't we couldn't stop him for some reason. I mean, we had a really good team. We couldn't stop him. And um, we're all looking around at each other like, is this for real? Like, what is going on here? Because they couldn't really throw very well. Yeah. and But they were running. And they, it, it ended 21-7. to 7, And after the game, I mean, walking out the field, if you told me it was 40-7, to 7, I'd have believed you. It felt like we just got the – absolute hell beat out of us for four quarters and they did and stig give credit i think that was stig's for second year of coaching that year and good game plan i don't know they just made up their minds hey we're gonna either kick the crap out of these guys up front or we're gonna lose well yep. <laughs> they their way won and i was a red shirt that year and it was not a fun day or a fun week that following week oh, because God. the offense was fired up and i yeah. think they took Took it out on us uh, scout players that year. Yeah, so. I mean, we get like I said, we gave up twenty one, and it just was demoralizing. Twenty one, though. I mean, twenty one doesn't sound bad, right? But oh, we only scored seven, and it just oh god, yeah, I'll never forget. They they did a nice job, and that's yeah. what they're doing to people now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're starting to bring in those tight ends. We'll get into the preview here, but they're starting to drop the plow on you up front, and there's pretty much nothing you can do once it gets going. We saw that last year. Are you expecting, Kelly, are you expecting them to try to shorten up the game, keep it on the ground um, against the Hawks? Are they going to try to keep the high-flying, high-powered fighting Hawks offense off the field? The easy thing to do is say yes, but UND's better up front this year. Anyone who watched last year's game is going to say, oh, God, here we go again. You know, I remember when, I can't remember, was it Gronowski or who was the guy dragging the pile for 15 yards? Oh, my God, that was embarrassing. It's like we couldn't get them down in the piles and just the cr- sucks of life out of the crowd. We couldn't stop them. This year, well, and, we're better up right. front. And, you know, I think everybody did that to us in the second half last year. I mean, Jan- I remember Janky carrying guys on his back down the field. I remember right. Gronowski was. I mean, all the – it's just like we already said last year, the wheels kind of came off the wagon in the second half for us. But – uh, this year, I think it's a different ball game. You know, it's a different ball game. I think we hopefully we've learned our lessons. You know, in those big games where 
it's given us some confidence to be able to go into a hostile environment. You know, we've been to Nebraska, we've been out to Boise, we've been, you know, we we're used to playing in the Fargo Dome now. Um, it's going to be that type of an atmosphere. So I, I'm thinking that that's not going to affect us as much as in the past. I would hope not. I would hope. And I, I said after in my game review, I said it in the podcast, the, the team you saw in Boise isn't going to show up in Brookings. Okay, they're going to look better. I think they'll get the snaps figured out. I highly doubt he's going to snap them at his feet again all game and you know throw off timing. I think Tommy will be better. That was Tommy's bad game. Okay, I'm just, let's call it that. Um, yeah, it's just it's a battle of – I'm looking at my notes. They have six preseason All-Americans on offense. Guys, on offense, yep. on one side of the ball, loaded up. six preseason All-Americans. So <clears throat> defensively, I think we're better We're better up front. Teams haven't been able to run. I mean, look at Jonte. He had 40 yards rushing. We had 200 against San Diego well, State right. and was running all over. I watched some of that, too. He was running all over the place. Yeah, it, you know? I think we've gotten better. And, and you know, we mentioned it a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Well, that Our outside backers, that was going to be a good test for our outside backers, our outside game, our, our – uh, zone option coverage and our di- and how disciplined we are and we did a great job against Boise. I mean, we were we had Jonty in the backfield with negative yardage, so right. so we've gotten better on on our edge protection. Uh, our corners have you know, CJ is obviously a good player, but our corners have gotten better at stepping right. up and taking out those threats and and working with our outside backers. So I think our you know the RPO outside zone option type stuff that you know that they're. SDSU is good at running because just because they have a bunch of athletes on their team, we're going to match up pretty well that way. And I and I'm confident in our defense to be able to cover what uh, SDSU is going to going to do to us. However, uh, you know the Jankies and Granowski, they're good athletes. So so it comes down to those one on one matchups yeah. to our guys. And, and the Jankies have a lot of experience. <clears throat> they are 37 years old. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. their 14th year. It seems like they've been around forever, yeah. and they are oh, weapons. Funny story about that. They, how did that recruiting go? They they were going to go to Mankato State. I was told they were real close because nobody had offered. Nobody. South Dakota, South Dakota State hadn't offered. Right. So it's not like South Dakota State hit on these guys. They didn't even want them. Okay. They hadn't even offered them a PWO at that point. I believe now is what I'm told. So what happened is UND got involved. Mm-hmm. UND went down there. I think Schmitty and. Uh, Bubba might have been with them, and they went to the house. I believe it was, hey, you know, we think you guys are good here. Well, it was January. I think it was a late, late um, signing and offered them. And then all of a sudden, South Dakota State <laughs> jumped in. in and decided to offer. Wow. Honestly, there's a chance. Now, they, I wasn't in, I don't know. They Only they know. Only the kids know what yeah. they would have done. You know, maybe they wouldn't have gone to Mankato anyway. But I believe they were real close to just taking Mankato's offer. You know, and South Dakota State jumps in after UND came in. If UND doesn't go down there, are they even on this roster? I don't know. You know, maybe they would have just walked on, too. Who knows? But, yeah, it was an interesting little recruiting tidbit. But uh, they've turned out to be pretty good. They're, you know, um, Jackson, I believe, is the preseason All-American number 10. He's a slightly better than number one, but they're both they're both, both really good. Both Mason McCormick, Garrett Greenfield, the monsters on the O-line, they're good. We're going to – it's going to be tough. I mean, we're going to have to rotate eight defensive linemen. I mean, eight, nine. I mean, uh, I think Casey Schultz is out for probably quite most of the year now. So they're going to have to rotate everyone so, to stay fresh. <clears throat> when we're talking yep. about staying fresh and rotating, 85 degrees, 15-mile-per-hour winds, that is yep. the forecast. Late September, that's pretty warm. Probably going to be low humidity because it's fall. Uh, it's an outdoor game, obviously. Um, when we say 15-mile-per-hour winds, uh, those of us who live in the Valley – that isn't even windy. Uh, we, don't, <laughs> right. we don't count 15 miles per hour as windy. Um, but, but the reality is, you know, it's going to be an 85-degree day, 2 p.m., um, so it's prime uh, with heat, but, but the humidity should be low. Now, Fighting Hawks, an indoor team, um, obviously the coaches will have the team prepared, but does that affect your depth when it's, you know, a late fall game at 85 degrees it can I, if there was altitude involved i think it would but i mean no, it shouldn't i don't think so no I mean, there's we, no excuses i you don't gotta go down there and play I, weather's weather i'm at this point i think and uh, 85 I mean, yeah i mean pretty nice it's gonna be great for the fans <laughs> you know yeah no it's I, I there's no excuses they just gotta go down there and play better um they're up against a good team that would be the problem <laughs> okay so, it's trying to beat a very good football team the best team in the country 
let's flip the script a little bit. We talked, you know, defensively what the Hawks are going to have to do. They're facing six All-Americans. We've seen what the what the Rabbits have done. Let's flip the script. What do you expect from Coach Danny Freund and his offense going in to Brookings? Well, last year, last year, I'll jump in first. Yeah. Um, last year, UND motioned and shifted them in the first half and really got them. They, they were looking at each other. They were off just a hair, playing a little slower, let's call it. And it worked. Well, the second half, South Dakota State didn't do that. They came out and just said, we're sticking with our base stuff. We're just going to slide with it a little bit, shift. We're not running all over the place, looking at each other, changing calls. Kind of like what we talked about UND. Right. You know, it was problem. Same. All of a sudden, uh, I think they were playing faster, and UND scored seven points. In the second half, I believe we had a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown in the second half. So they only scored seven points in the second half and got, got shut down. Does South Dakota State come out with that game plan? Does Did they learn from last year and say, okay, Danny's going to probably start trading, shifting, motioning guys all over. They're going to see orbit motions. We're going to see everything under the sun, and we're not going to react to it. Or are they going to start up fresh again and re- start re- trying to cover everything? I don't know. That was the thing. The offense looked pretty good when in the first half last year. Right, and, and so I think – you know, we might have to take a few shots downfield right away, get them off their feet, do the shifting thing. But also, I think we need to have a strong. Is do we have Isaiah? Is he back for this game? He should be. Yep. He should be. Okay. <laughs> he just he hurts his ankle, and it's kind of always a weekly thing. Yeah. So he should be back. Okay. Well, I think that's going to be the key is if we can establish the running game to at least have that be a threat. If we can get up, you know, hundred yards, hundred and twenty-five, hundred and fifty yards this game of rushing. They have a great defense, you know, four-man front. They're beefy up front. but So the, it's going to be tough to run the ball, but if we can establish that run game early in the first half and get Isaiah the ball, uh, Skokna, uh, Red Wilson, if we can get those guys moving north and south, I think early in the first quarter I think is going to be the key. Well, one <clears throat> one thing we've been able to do is run inside. Well, against it, it, everyone. We've, first we, three games. Right, and if we, we've needed to establish that. That was one of the things. Can we, we do, do that this week against a very formidable defense, maybe the best in the country, eh, top three, top yep. three or four. For sure. So can, last year we struggled. I think we got it going a little bit, and then we struggled. We couldn't get it going anymore. Cause, but they lost some defensive linemen, if I recall correctly. They're not the same as they were on defense, but they're still – I mean, you look at these guys. I was watching the Drake game again last night. I was like, whoa. They're yeah. still pretty good. They're still really good. And <laughs> they're I, big. I yeah. watched the snippets yeah. against uh, Montana State. And yeah, they're they're very effective and good up front. Uh, I think, to answer your question, Kelly, I think we have to. I think we have to establish an inside run game against these guys because if we don't do it now, if we don't test ourselves now and establish that against the best team in the country and give our offense some confidence, yeah, we can run on these guys. Let's keep doing it. Uh, now, if it fails, okay, then we know where we're at. Then we have to go to the one outside. Go go outside. But if we keep if we establish that early in the game, it gives our offense a little bit of momentum. It gives our guys confidence. We have the old, we have a good old line. Not that we were bad last year. We're better this year. If we establish that, that's just going to give ourselves a little bit of momentum early on. And like, yep, we're gonna run up. We're gonna we have to test ourselves as a top team in the country against a top team in the country. I think what Danny did, what Danny's done in the past, and I don't know if it applies. I have to watch. We'll watch early and see. But what he's done in the past is he's gone left or right early. Uh, bubble screens, jet sweeps, anything to get the inside linebackers going left and right, sideline to sideline, before he started hammering up, up between the A-gaps. Because he just, coming in, you just weren't quite sure whether we could run on him. On the inside, you know, at South Dakota State because they're good. NDSU, good. Weber, good. You know, you just, geez, that's a good D-line. Let's let's get them going left and right. Let's get their eyes going left and right. Let's get them a little thinking left, right. Get get the, you know, not downhill. Mm-hmm. Don't let don't let them don't let those inside linebackers think downhill. And I, it'd be interesting. Let's watch. Let's watch the first two series. If UND starts running that wide stuff, gets red, you know, red involved on wide mm-hmm. stuff. Bow bow with some quick quick hitters, anything left and right instead of downhill, then that's probably the game plan. It was probably, all right, let's start out just like we did last year and then then start hammering them inside again. So it'd be interesting. I think it's worked. You know, UND's Boise, they had no problem with Boise on the inside. They were running. 
It's just we couldn't get in the end zone, mm-hmm. and something would go wrong with a snap eventually or right. we, kill the we drive. We did it to ourselves, right? right? So we take care of our mistakes. It's a different ball game, And, you know, I think, I think we have the same situation this week where it's, oh. it's a possibility. You know what's interesting? I was looking at their stats. As long as it's updated, um, they have zero sacks this year, South Dakota State. On defense, they haven't got a sack. They haven't gotten one. I, now, I was looking at that earlier this week too. Here's what here's what I'm noticing. They're uh, they don't bring a lot of pressure. Um, they're they're relying on the four down, you know, four down look, and they're good. So I think what they're doing is they're saying they they think their four will get there. One of them will break through and cover with seven, and that's that's okay. But now you're working. Now what you're doing is you're working the middle of the field. That means two deep. That means two guys are deep, so you're not going deep. So I don't expect UND. They're going to take their shots. When, when they go deep, it'll be man coverage. It'll be a sing, right. some single high. It'll look, either be the like first that. play of yep. the game or something yep. wrinkled in. Because if they're in only the bringing quarter. four, that means they're dropping seven. Well, right. then now you're working the middle of the field. You're working, you know, layers. Your levels behind with the backers. You right. know, you're working that kind of stuff. So there's always opportunities. You know, what's interesting too is Danny. When I talked to him after a game, I said, "Hey, you know, they're blah blah blah." He doesn't. I don't think he cares what defenses are doing. I honestly now I don't know maybe I've never called a play in my life. I think he calls what he wants to call, and the def- lets the defense do whatever they want. And you know because when a team is only rushing four, well he knows that you know he's not stupid. He knows going into the game that they only will bring four, so he's making calls probably based on that some somewhat. But he doesn't adjust too much like to what he's seeing typically over the course of the first quarter. You know, let's say he just. Calls what he calls, and he calls what he wants to call. And they better defend it correctly, or it's going to work. Type of thing. I don't know. Is that the way offense coordinators think? I've, I don't know. That well, was like it. you. It was I've, interesting. I've never, I was like, <laughs> other than FM athletics, I've never right. called an offensive play in my yep. life. Right. A lot like, of dives. Right. <laughs> a lot <Yep>. of dives. <laughs> ISO <laughs> counter. Pretty, pretty basic <laughs> offenses in <laughs> FM athletics. Yep. Uh, but, so. Oh, go ahead. So keys, let's before we get to your picks, um, keys to the game, Matt Nelson. What are you watching? Defensively, um, we have to get in our get those matchups and play well. Uh, we need a we need a takeaway. We need to be on top of the turnover margin. Uh, our it's going to be an opportunity for our guys to make those magic plays for those one or two games or one or two plays during the game. Uh, you know, we need CJ to pick it off. You know, pick six would be great, but we need that turnover margin to go in our favor this game. We can't have the ball on the ground on offense. Uh, so uh, defensively, we need we need some something like that to happen, and we got that up at Boise. So our guys are capable of doing those yeah. those plays and and making those plays against a good offense. So I know we can do it. We need that to happen. That's a key on defense. Offense just mistake clean football and that's what i want to see if we do that we have a great chance at winning this football game kelly what are you what are you watching this week well <clears throat> defensively I'm, I'm worried about their screen game i mean i have that in my notes uh they like to get isaiah davis the ball in a variety of screens you know mar johnson running back he's electric they got weapons all over the place and that screen game worries me just because i think you have to take away something okay so i think in my mind UND is going to try to take away the run game you know, they're going to be tough up front. They're going to probably do whatever calls you make, you know, to take away when the tight ends are in. You know, tight ends are in. But what you, you're going to see pressure. You're going to see UND pressure when the tight ends are in. When it's four receivers, which they don't do a ton, but when, you know, if they flex out Davis or something like that and they have four wide, now there won't be much pressure coming just because the ball is going to come out quick and Grinowski might run. He isn't running as much this year as he has in the past. But – um yeah, I'm worried about the screen game. That's the biggest thing. If you see them all of a sudden catch us, oh, boy, catch us in one mm-hmm. and get the ball to Davis in the f- open field, oh, boy. I mean, it's like it's not good if they get in that rhythm yeah. where they're hitting you, well, hitting you, hitting you, and then they get you with a screen. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, it, it, that gives me con- – you know, I yeah. agree with you. Uh, and we defended the screen against uh, Boise pretty well. You know, yeah, that the jaunty uh, – you know, they loved going to him in that bubble screen and okay. the – in. So we can defend it really well. So if that's the ticket, if we can stop that, I know we can do it against good athletes. It's be so. a lot of one-on-one matchups on it the field is. this week. Yeah. A lot of one-on-one with the Yankees. That's that's not great for us on paper, but you gotta the deep, the secondary has to 
make plays that, because we ha- we have to take away something. Okay, mm-hmm. we can't we can't defend everything. Okay, this is the probably the best most talented offense in the country. You can't defend downfield. You can't stop the run. You can't defend the screen game all at the same time. So if you're gonna def- if you're gonna say all right, hey, this is you know second and ten. We got ahead. We're ahead of the chains on second and ten. They're probably going to run the ball because they want to reduce third down, you know, or something like that. You're probably going to get a call in there, you know, that'll defend the run, you know, or slow down something short. Well, that means if they just do decide to throw, now it's one on one. Right. It's CJ Edmund. You're one on one with two of the best receivers in the country, Griffin Wild. Their freshman's been pretty good too. Yep. So you can't stop at all. So at some point, Joel Schwensfire is going to be like, here's the call. Somebody's got to make a play. Right. Okay. You're going to be on an island. Caden Coppin, you're on an island. Sorry. You got it. You got a 6'7, 260 Hines at tight end. You're going to have to defend it. They're going to throw him down the seam. They're going to run a little skinny post with him, and you got to defend it, or else we're going to get beat. I mean, there's done. What do you do? Right. You know, it's one on one matchup. And that's, that's where mentally we need to go to the level of, okay. These are the best receivers in the country. Now we need our best safety in the country. Yeah, now you know we 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 need our best corner. We need to be the best corners in the country. Got to make plays to be able to be- <laughs> yeah. right. I mean that's what that's, we said all that's time. That's where we're at. Yeah. That's the next step for this UND football program. And other teams are doing that too. I mean it's not like it's not like NDSU. You know they're great defense every year. They're covering up everything. No, they're not. It's one on ones downfield. They're making plays. Well, all right. Hey, this is the game. We got to make up our mind. What are we gonna do? You know, well, here's a, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get to Kelly and Matt's picks. Yep. And it is always sponsored by Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino. And <clears throat> Kelly, you mentioned the cover um, last week in that Idaho Sac State game. And uh, the casino at Rumors Sports Bar is the only place you can play the ponies. Yep. In um, so they've got. Uh, everything for you, great food, great entertainment. Uh, if you're a gaming person, that's the place to go on uh, South Washington, Rumor Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino, and they are our sponsor of Kelly and Matt's Picks. Last week, two weeks ago now, the Boise State game, Hawks dropped uh, one to Boise State 42-18. Kelly picked Hawks 31-29. Matt picked Hawks 35-31. By way of our tiebreaker... We have to award Kelly the win. It's a rigged system. <laughs> Both. It's rigged. He hit the he two hit, ugly predictions. Two ugly, <laughs> and and he hit the he hit the points dead on. He hit the total points. Uh, Kelly is now three and zero on the season. Matt, you got your back against the wall. You're zero and three. You're gonna have to make some daring picks coming up here to uh, turn the tide. We're gonna go to you first because you know if you lose. You got to go first. So, who do you have in this one? Uh, well, so you know, at this point, I'm not even looking at my record. So, <laughs> I'm going with my emotion, right? So, um, no, I believe in this UND team. Uh, I think we, I have to believe that we've learned those lessons. We're going to make the next step. We're going to um, be the team. We have to beat the top team in the country at some point, right? And we have to do that. Uh, and our kicking game, we're not going to miss any PATs. We're not going to miss any field goals anymore. We, we settled that <laughs> last week. These Those guys have been working hard. Um, Brady's got it dialed in now. So, um, Hawks win. Hmm. 24-21. Low scoring. Low scoring game. Hawks going to grind it I, out. Uh, 24-21. I think it's going to be a, uh, right. like a MSU, like similar to the MSU-SDSU game a few weeks ago, um, where we can hold them to a low scoring game. So, All right. So Matt Nelson has Hawks 24-21. We go to our reigning pick em champ, Kelly Howe. Kelly, who do you have in this one? We said it. In the opener, um, UND need to take the next step. Okay, the next step, they've already beat Northern Iowa. They beat Youngstown. They beat, well, everyone in the Missouri Valley pretty much. Um, They need to beat the top teams in the country. Okay, and when it comes to the playoffs every year, they haven't been able to do it. They lose in the first round, and um, they just aren't able to beat. And I think the fans are waiting for it. I think we're waiting for it. We're waiting for that next, you know, belief. It, it instills belief. It instills belief in everyone. 
but most importantly in your locker room, hey, we, we did it. Well, maybe we are. We are. You know, there's that shadow of doubt in the back of your mind is gone, right? You've got to beat these teams or, you know, I mean, bring it down to the wire, right? I mean, this one, it's got to be a good game. I think it will be. I mean, I don't. I would be shocked if they get blown out in this game. But um, that said, I just can't go with the Hawks this week. I don't know. It's just going to be too much. I think it's going to, I think, you know, I don't see it like getting away. I don't sense that type of a game. I just sense them it being a battle and them coming up short. I wrote down 35-24, South Dakota State. I think, you know, they're just so high-powered, and, you know, I think Jaden Yonke's back. I think the second one's been coming back from injury. So another another weapon, not that they needed, you know, another one. But, um, yeah, I, I <laughs> trust me, I want UND to win, but I'm trying to – trying to you know reconcile this in my head whether they can uh, win this thing or not and they can but the boys boys is still in the back of my mind the, all the mistakes you know it's just mm-hmm. dropped interceptions we can't drop interceptions as we if Gronowski's gonna hand us one on a platter we gotta catch it and we gotta return it for six okay I mean there's a chance Caden Coppinen in that one that hit him it, like we said it was an awkward one in the sun sun and there's a chance he catches that. Does he make it down? Cut back, a quick cutback, he's and fast. he's gone There's down that sideline. That he very gone. well could because it would only been the quarterback left, and but we were hitting the quarterback, 50/50. I believe, at the time. Yeah, so it's a coin flip. I and think, the other one was right in front of the end zone. So yeah, you know, it's does, like he doesn't have Ted Mullen wheels, <laughs> yeah. but he's fast. Teddy was gone. <laughs> Teddy was gone. Yeah, he was two points. He wanted. I think it. he was a running back back in high school. He was, I believe. But um, yeah, I'm gonna. I got to go 35-24 with South Dakota State. I hope I'm wrong. But um, this is the one. This is the one where folks are waiting for it. There's only a couple on the schedule left that UND fans are saying, hey, gotta get God, this we got to get this one that would change the trajectory of the program, right? Well, there we go. Here's the chance. So Matt goes with the Hawks 24-21. Kelly takes the Rabbits 35-21. I never pick a winner or a score, but, you know, I have a premonition. I see a Bo Belquist punt return for a touchdown. Mm. Um, he is a weapon. He is slippery. Um, big wide field. Um, I see a Bull Belquist punt return for a touchdown. We didn't talk. We did touch on we special didn't touch teams. On special you know, that's, teams uh, could, that would be a big be a difference. Game. That'd be a could be a game. Flip changer. the field pretty quick, or set us at least you know set aside the ten. Or yep. something, you know, that would be a short field. Two p.m. kickoff Saturday. Uh, down in Brookings, 1 p.m. pregame on the Fighting Hawk Radio Network. That's our friends Jack Michaels. Mike Berg and Paul Ralston, um, again, get your green on, folks. going to be a big, big weekend, huge opportunity. And before we go, I am going to give our football experts one more chance. Final thoughts. We're going to start with Kelly. Kelly, final thoughts on this one. It'll be fun. It's going to be a fun Saturday, nice weather. Homecoming next week. So this isn't, you know, I mean, we're making a big deal out of it because it's number one in the country, but we got homecoming next week. It's going to be a fun fun atmosphere for that and uh yeah so have a, have a good weekend two o'clock kickoff down there beautiful weather so shannon you heading i'm making the trip yes you're heading down? i will okay. be there i have a lot of work to do at home so i'm going to catch this one on tv i thought about i thought about even maybe showing up no tickets <laughs> there's <laughs> always a ticket just, well it's, that's what yeah. i mean there's, there's always a ticket. there's always a ticket it's advertised as a sellout there's always a ticket yeah, we'll see we'll and see i might hit up, hit up Emmy so many things are legal in south dakota you could probably scalp <laughs> one <laughs> buy a scalp <laughs> one yeah, there's look always for a, a look for a break in the fence i used to hear that you know back in the day um with the bison when they were just starting their run up and they were sellout after sellout after sellout and, you know, when UND was on the road or they were, I, I'd run up to the, far, there's always a ticket. You know, you yep. get into the lobby of the Fargo Dome, there's somebody that says, hey, I just, I don't want it to go to waste. Um, and then you sit next to the guy, you learn he's a, he's a great guy, he sold it to you for cost. Right. But there's always a ticket. There's so, always a ticket. Final thoughts, Matty Nelson. Uh, great, yeah, like Kelly said, and like you said, Shannon, great opportunity for, uh, our boys this weekend. Uh, I will be in Sioux Falls, so not far away from my son's baseball tournament. So um, if I can get up there, I would. But um, I will be in South Dakota, just not Brookings. But I'll be watching it probably uh, with a bunch of Jackrabbits fans down down in Sioux Falls, uh, most likely. Uh, but it's going to be a great game. You know, uh, we need to win this football game 
we have to win one of these eventually. And this is a great time to do it. We have a great team. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us. And, uh, yeah, it's going to come down to the wire like any good two good teams play, right? So we just have to capitalize on it and do what we're supposed to do. That's it for us, folks. Uh, as always, a pleasure bringing it to you. One more reminder, we want to welcome new sponsor, Marty Shade and Interstate Industrial. Uh, they do sandblast oil field services out in the Bakken. Also, I uh, want to thank Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino, Development Homes Incorporated, Thunder Lake Lodge of Reamer, Minnesota, and Kelly Howe Agency, NODAC Mutual Insurance. UND Football 360 is recorded at the three-run single media studios in Rocking Horse Farm, Fargo. For more Fighting Hawks football coverage, visit undfootball360.com. 2 p.m. Saturday, Brookings Showdown with the number one ranked Jackrabbits. Go Hawks!